actually had an awkward point in our in our meeting, and I said, "Wow, looks like you two have traveled all over the place." <laughs> and they looked at me and they said, "What are you What are you talking about?" I said, "These are obviously out of date, but it looks like you've lived in California and you've lived in Texas." And they say, "Nope, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, been here all our lives." What makes you think that? Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Back for another episode of Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer, the estate planning attorney and owner at Rosenbauer Law Office. And today, Nick, we're going to talk about a little DIY. I know we had planned uh, after the last episode of people are maybe binge listening to your podcast in this time of quarantine. Maybe they uh, were expecting part two of that probate conversation on ways to avoid it, but we're going to make them hang on a little bit longer on how to get out of probate and avoid that altogether because we need to pay attention to the do-it-yourselfers that are that are trying to take on estate planning on their own right now because that's a pretty big issue. So that's going to be our main focus today. But I, I want to catch up and see how you're doing in the quarantine. How's everything with the office and with the family? Well, uh, interestingly enough, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx myself, but uh, health-wise, everyone's doing okay. My staff is doing fine. My wife, my son are doing fine. I'm doing okay. I think the family's getting a little stir crazy because the wife has to work from home and she's also, she's playing full-time employee and full-time mom because daycare's closed. So she's trying to piecemeal things together and work before he wakes up, work on his lunch break. We're trying to get grandma and grandpa to help out, although you, know, you don't want too many people coming over, so we're we're figuring it out um, here in the office. I've been very blessed. I haven't had to lay my staff off. We are limiting the number of people, the, the foot traffic, if you will. So I'm still doing a lot of appointments. A lot more of them are being done over the phone than ever before, to be safe, obviously. But at least in Ohio right now, you can't sign legal documents and witness and notarize them over the internet. Um, it's not like, and you've probably seen those e-sign or docu-sign, things like that when you refinanced your house. Yeah. You could sign with your finger on the iPad or maybe even at the local coffee shop. Can't do that with the state planning. A lot of states, you may have heard in the news, are pushing to get emergency laws in place to allow someone to e-sign or electronically sign estate planning documents Ohio's tried it and it got shut down. They're trying it again. My guess is eventually it will pass. I don't think it's going to pass anytime soon. I think there's a lot of other things that they need to work out and get some of the some of the legislators, some of the lawmakers who are, you know, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but there's a number of people who are in the camp of this is the way we've always done it, you know, and some of the people who don't even use a smartphone or anything like that are very I guess, resistant to this. So I think it's going to take some more working out, at least to get anything like that done in Ohio. So I don't see it happening quickly. So in-person meetings still have to happen to sign things. We're wearing gloves, masks. We're not sharing pens. 
more Clorox bleach wipes <laughs> and Lysol spray than you could imagine. Um, and we're shortening the meetings in person and doing more of our discussion over the phone just to be safe. But so far, so good. And so far, we're still able to continue to help out our clients who need help. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Everything's going pretty smoothly, as smooth as it can, I guess, at this time. What's the one thing you want to do when, when all this is over and you can actually go where you want and, and do what you want? Oh, boy. Yeah, a um, restaurant you want to go to or a place you want to visit? Two things. One, I want to take my wife out to a very nice dinner at a place that nice food, it's quiet, it's relaxed, and it's slow, if that makes sense. You know, you go to the local chain restaurant and the server needs to turn tables. So, you know, they get you going as quickly as possible. But my wife, she's been a, a real trooper. She's been cooking, cleaning, dealing with the, the baby. And he's been one year and a couple months old. So right now he's just throwing everything. <laughs> so uh, he's eating what we eat, but you have to chop his up. You have to cool it off, blow on it, give it to him. He'll throw it at you. He whines. <laughs> he eats like a teenager. He scarfs down his food. I swear he's 14 years old. Um, so I'd like to take my wife out to a nice dinner and I want to sit there for two hours, have a drink, have a nice meal that we don't have to cook and just let the wife relax and talk. The other thing, and this, this may sound tone deaf because it's not a big deal. I want to go get my hair cut. <laughs> um, my, <laughs> the place that cuts my hair uh, is actually very close to our office. I just go there out of convenience and they're a nice hair salon. My hair is not very hard. So I think the guy, you know, it is an insult to his skill set who cuts my hair. It does a great <laughs> job. Uh, it's getting rather long and I've been doing it yourself. Uh, I know we just talked about this for estate planning. I've been DIY cutting and trimming my neck and ears and it's not pretty. So we're, we're getting a lot closer to mountain man look. So I'd like to take the wife out to a nice dinner. And I just want to get my darn hair cut, as that's, sad as that is. That's funny. I've heard that from a lot of people. So <laughs> you're not alone in that. Maybe a little Jeff Ruby Steakhouse, possibly? Yeah, that's, that's interesting you say that. Because we went to Ruby's about a year and a half, two years ago with a couple friends of ours. And my wife had never been to Jeff Ruby's. I hadn't either. Um, and it's in downtown Cincinnati is where we went. And my wife was pregnant, so she didn't order a steak because you can't get it cooked the right way. It has to be well done, uh -huh. and she couldn't get a glass of wine. So she got you know, some grilled chicken, mashed potatoes, and some water. I mean, it was delicious, but she didn't really get to have Jeff Ruby's, so it's, it's yeah. funny you say that. She's always wanted to go back and to really have Jeff Ruby's. So yeah, that, that, that is on the list. That's a good idea. I mean, my wife's from Cincinnati, so I don't know a lot about Cincinnati, but I know a few of the, the places to eat, and we went to Precinct once. So uh, that was a pretty nice experience. Ooh. So, yeah, Ooh, that's uh, that's another great place to go. That's yeah. another great place to go. Oh, we Better to go when you can drink and have a steak properly cooked, though. Yeah, that's the whole part of the experience. So <laughs> the food's good otherwise, but yeah, I mean, you're going for the steak and, and, and the wine, so... Uh, we could spend all day talking about uh, things to do once we're, we're out of lockdown, but we need to talk about uh, do-it-yourself online estate planning because that's what's happening right now. There's a big trend, and, and it's not surprising because a lot of people are at home, right? A lot of people are evaluating their life. A lot of people are concerned about the future, the uncertainty, the fears all there. 
And I mean, I've even had the conversation with my wife, you know, it's probably time we, we put a will together because we have a young daughter and we, you know, we haven't thought about it. We should do it anyway, but times like this really expedite that process. And a lot of people are turning online and reaching out to websites and just a quick do-it-yourself estate plan. I mean, is that trend? Is that an issue you're seeing a lot of right now? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. There are articles that I have read in Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Kiplinger's, all obviously online, but I've seen articles all over the place that online do-it-yourself estate planning has absolutely surged right now. And, and you're exactly right. It's a number of things. One, people are scared. Okay. And rightfully so from what's going on with the virus. And it is a reason for people to say, we need to stop putting this off. Okay. It's time to get this done. What are we waiting for? That's the question that, you know, that I ask people, what are you waiting for? You know, you're going to get it done, get this taken care of. So that's good. I think it's a good thing that people realize we need to get this taken care of and it is important. But the problem is, they're looking online and they're looking at these websites that can you know basically help you do it yourself very quick very easy very cheap but there's a lot of problems with it so i i like the fact that people are understanding this is a big deal and we need to get this taken care of but i think the way that some people are going about it is wrong and i think it's it's unsafe and there's a lot of dangers hidden inside of it so i applaud people and at the same time, I don't think the execution, uh, I don't think they're doing it the way they should be. Well, I've never looked into estate planning online. I mean, I just, I haven't done it yet, but what, I mean, what tools are out there for people to use? What are, I mean, is it just plug in your information and, and, and a will will pop up? Well, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Um, there are CDs, software programs you can get. So heck, you can go to your office supply store or Walmart and they will have a will-making or estate plan-making kit CD or software program. Actually, I don't even know if they do CDs anymore. It may just be a key code that you download. But, but anyway, similar to uh, if you buy a tax software or something like that. Um, and they also have websites that you can go to, obviously, LegalZoom, Rocket Lawyer. There's a number. Those are probably the two biggest ones. And... Basically, what happens is it is a pre-programmed set of templates or instructions. And do you remember, I don't know if you were a reader when you were a kid, but they had those choose your own adventure oh, yeah. books where, okay, so you know what I'm talking about, where they would go through part of a story and then they would say, if you decide to turn around and run away from the monster, go to page 10, and it goes through how that story is. But if you decide you want to face the monster and attack, go to page 15, whole different story. So that's the way these are all set up. And they give you certain questions and ask certain information. And depending on what your answers are, it automatically goes to the next suggestion or, or something like that. And so they'll obviously ask the basics. What's your name? Do you have children? Do you own a house? How old are you? How old are the children, et cetera, et cetera. And then based off of your answers, there is a computer algorithm that is pre-programmed. And if someone says they have 
three kids and the kids are minors, then the software automatically says, this is what you need to do. Or if you don't have any kids and these concerns are things you're worried about, this is what you need to do. And I don't even know if I need to tell you all the the dangers there, but it is basically like going to the supermarket and there's four different estate plans on the shelf and you just pick one of them. And obviously legal advice is nowhere to be found and it assumes every scenario is the same. So every person who is in their 40s and has children under age 18, so everyone who answers the questions this way needs the exact same thing. Hmm. Okay? So if you and your wife went online and looked through it, you put in your answers and LegalZoom.com would say, for Ben's family, just like every other family that has one child who's under 18 years old, here is what you need. So that's the way it ends up working out. Well, that doesn't sound like a great plan for me. Uh, I mean, I can, I can already see. You don't say. I mean, I get it. I get it. If it's a quick solution, you need to throw a quick uh, will together. But I'm assuming you're not getting a lot of help. Uh, you mentioned, you know, there's no legal advice to be found. I mean, can you even, in a lot of these situations, reach out for legal advice? I mean, is there even that option on these websites to get help that way? Kind of, <laughs> or it depends is the proper lawyer answer. Excuse me. So the way they advertise them is we are not a lawyer. We are not a law firm. We don't bill by the hour. Well, they don't have to because they don't spend any time with you. You just go through a robot with a pre-programmed uh, set of instructions. They have options to do that, and it works similar to those if you've seen those commercials for some of the tax software where, you know, at the end they can video chat with a CPA for 30 seconds who says, I checked your return. Everything looks good, which, you know, isn't true. OK, all it is is they looked through some basic information for 30 seconds to see if anything looked way out of the ordinary, um, but not really. Uh, unfortunately. And it's not even legal advice. It's more of a, once it's all done, some random person who is like contracted out by them, who maybe gets $15 each time they do this, looks at the selections you've made just to make sure nothing crazy is going on. And obviously without understanding anything about your situation, they basically say, yes, I don't see anything that is giving me a red flag, you're good to go. And that is that is the long and the short of it. So it would be something to the effect of you going on YouTube to try and learn how to build a new room addition onto your house. And then when it's all said and done, a builder comes in, and after all the drywall and the carpet and the floors and everything's <laughs> been placed and it's all been covered up, they don't talk to you. They look around it for about two minutes and they say, yep, looks great. So so that's the extent of the legal advice if you even get it. Hmm. Yeah, there's no glaring issues. You're good to go. Yeah, that sounds about, about all it is. 
Well, I'm sure there's some other issues within this besides the fact that you can't really customize it. You don't get, you don't get a personal solution for you and your and your family. Uh, you kind of if you fit this certain box, that's uh, that's what you produce. But what other issues would somebody need to be worried about and just be aware of before starting this DIY process? Well, the first thing is the legal advice is probably the most important thing. Even though we've already touched on that, I want to step back and touch on that again for one second. Because LegalZoom assumes you know everything about estate planning and the different documents and how they work and what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. And they are just an order taker. Okay? So think of it as you going to a drive through and they ask, what do you want? And if you're just getting a cheeseburger and fries, okay. I don't, I don't know that there's really a downside to that. And I think you probably understand, you know, the difference between a cheeseburger and a chicken sandwich and a happy meal. So I think you are, you have the expertise to make that decision. Now, from an estate planning perspective, totally different. And, you know, the number of times I've had people come in and say, we think we want to do this, or we think we need this, and they've read something online or talked to their friend, and it just turns out to be a totally different situation. Or heck, they read an article from an uh, attorney's website in Montana, and I've had people say something here, oh, we want a community property trust, as an example, because I had that recently. And I said, you know, Ohio does not have community property. Okay, so you can't get that here. Huh. It just community property doesn't exist. Just, just to give you an example, people, that's where they need the help. Okay, the documents are the documents, and, and we'll get into the, the issues with some of those in a minute. But they come to me and they come to other estate planning attorneys saying, I need to make sure my family's okay. I need to make sure the right person is in charge. I need to make sure there won't be any problems. And when I'm gone, here are my wishes I want to make sure they are carried out the best way, the easiest way, and the safest way. How do we do that? And, you know, a drop-down menu does not help you with that at all. It is the most impersonal thing, and the only way it works is if you have the exact same situation as everyone else, okay? So I think that the legal advice, and you mentioned, you know, customizing or personalizing it, you don't get that. You don't get a plan for your family. You get whatever planning option number three, uh, a computer programmer set up into a template. Yeah. Well, this doesn't sound like a great, great plan. And I'm assuming too, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of times with DIY projects, you're able to go back and fix something because you're bound to make a mistake or two when you're doing it yourself. I mean, that's just part of it. You're not an expert. You're trying to figure out on the fly. We've all tried to put together a piece of furniture or try to build something or start a garden, whatever it is, and you're going to make mistakes on the way. So let's say I get on the site and I'm, I'm plugging it in. I got everything done, but okay, it doesn't look like I have everything I need or I need to make changes along the way. Is that possible? So that's a really good point. Think about it this way. Let's say you're trying to do it yourself, build a picnic table in your backyard, okay? What is the absolute worst thing that could happen if you mess that up? Uh, It breaks and somebody gets injured. Right. You sit down and it falls apart and you fall on your butt and whatever drinks or food was on the table falls on you. 
not great, but not the end of the world. And you're exactly right. You have time to fix it. And you can tell if it doesn't work. It's very clear if the thing doesn't work or not, if it's not level, if it's not sturdy, if it is wobbly, or if you forgot to do something. Okay, if if part of if one of the four legs of the table isn't there, it's very clear. So first off, the worst case scenario is not that bad. Second off, it's very easy to know what's wrong. And third, usually a quick fix. With estate planning, usually you find out that it doesn't work when it's too late to fix it. And it's one of two things. Either someone is sick, they're incapacitated, they can't make decisions or manage their own affairs anymore. And so we need to redo, we need to fix something, or there's a document that's wrong or missing. And at that point, it's too late. You can't legally sign another document. Obviously, when someone passes away, we have the same situation. Okay, a a dead person, not to sound crass, but a dead person can't sign a will anymore. It's obviously too late at that point. And that is when the litmus test comes into place. Okay, the picnic table, as soon as it's done, you put it out in the yard, you sit down, you find out right away. The estate plan, most people put it in their safe, and then they never look at it again until uh, someone gets sick or someone passes away. So you don't have the advice. You don't have the expertise. You don't even know what questions to ask. The plan was designed by a computer programmer, mind you. Okay, so that, that's something to keep in mind. So it was, uh, it, was, it was an IT person who created the program that made your estate plan. And then when it's done, you have no idea if it's right. You have no idea if it will work. And by the time you figure it out, you won't be able to fix it. And you can imagine how bad that can be. Uh, It can be a little worse if your plan is not correct or not in place at all. It can be a little worse of a consequence than, you know, maybe a picnic table having, uh, you know, being a little bit too wobbly. So it's usually bad news when it doesn't work out. And it's usually something you can't fix. Huh. Well, I think about uh, what might happen too for you. You know, we talked about probate last episode, and I think about probate now. I mean, how how often do these do-it-yourselfers, you know, you have a, a will or or something in place, and you go to settle everything, and you know these things that maybe didn't get corrected or something wasn't right the first place. How often is this creating issues in probate? Happens all the time. The majority right now, the majority of my firm's probate cases that we're handling, because we obviously handle probate, uh, a majority of them are probate cases when we did not originally do the estate plan. Okay, so I have a number of cases that we're dealing with in probate right now where there is some junk, there are some things that were not updated, and there are some documents in one of them that it's not even clear. Okay, some of the questions aren't even answered. And we are having some real trouble in a couple of them. And my hair is graying faster than usual, I would say, because we don't know what to do. The document is completely silent on what to do in this specific situation. Obviously, I can't go through all the details. um, And we're having to figure it out and we're having to call the probate court and ask, what do we do? 
And the probate clerk says, I can't help you. And I say, I know that. Can I speak to the judge who's dealing with this? And right now, because of the coronavirus, they say we're not having any in-person meetings. So just fill out the paperwork that you think is appropriate, send it in, and then we'll see if the judge approves it or not. So that's literally what I'm doing on one of these cases. I'm filling out the same forms three different ways just to see what makes the most sense. And there's another one, you know, as far as updating and reviewing things. Um, one of the family members was living in the deceased lady's house. And it was something that she always wanted the, the family member to live there. Uh, the family member, unfortunately, had, had lost her spouse, uh, a tragic accident, and the lady had some money, and she said, I want to make sure that you and your children are never homeless and have a place to live. Didn't update the will, didn't put it in there. So all of a sudden, that's a an, an asset of the probate estate. So she can't. she's now officially squatting. Okay, so we had to say we either need to charge you fair market rent or you need to leave. And so this this person with her two young children had to get out, basically. And we had to charge her rent for the month or two that she was there after the person passed away because technically she's squatting at that point. Everyone knew that the lady wanted this person to have the house, but the will doesn't say it. And now it is up to the rest of the family members to gift her this house because the house goes to them, not her. Hmm. And you can probably tell all of a sudden when people are deciding whether or not I get half of a, uh, of a house that, that's worth a lot of money, especially in today's market, or do I want to basically give a, a six-figure gift to one of my extended family members? They said no. Wow. So that's where I'm at right now, dealing with a couple of these documents that are, you know, they're not done well. They're not updated. They don't say the right thing. The attorney didn't ask the right question or the website didn't ask the right question. And heck, one of the ones I'm dealing with right now, luckily the person is still alive. So we we caught it and we're fixing it. The person has lived in Ohio all their life. Their financial power of attorney document references the Texas law. Okay, so that's that's not even close. It's not even if it was Kentucky or Indiana. And then their will references California probate code. And I had an awkward, actually had an awkward point in our in our meeting. And I said, "Wow, looks like you two have traveled all over the place." And they looked at me and they said, what are you What are you talking about? I said, these are obviously out of date, but it looks like you've lived in California and you've lived in Texas. And they say, nope, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, been here all our lives. What makes you think that? And that was from one of the big uh, online uh, websites for do-it-yourself. So, you know, another part of that, they don't get the legal advice and they don't have the professional look over it. Okay. The only one who looked over it was the robot. Right. Well, I hate hearing stories like that. It's like, it's so frustrating um, to hear that. But I mean, I guess that's, that's what can happen. And I know, I know a lot of people maybe don't have the option because money is tight right now. And there are some financial issues uh, for a lot of people. Uh, Unemployment continues to rise and other, other factors, but there's a few things in life. I feel like that are worth spending a little extra money on to make sure things are correct and accurate. And, you know, the more and more I learn about estate planning and, and everything that's involved with it, you know, strongly feel like this is one of those things because, you know, 
you work all that time and sure you saved maybe a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars when you put this together with the website rather than going through an estate planning attorney like yourself, Nick, but then on the back end it either you don't get what you wanted or causes so much of a headache for your family or your friends or whoever you're trying to pass your estate on to. Exactly. And you get what you pay for. I know it's cliche and I know it's not the most clever saying in the world. It's not exactly as if I came up with it, but the question is, and I tell people, I say, look, any attorney who knows what they're doing, the cost will definitely be more than doing it online. You're exactly right. And I know some people right now just lost their job or they're having financial difficulties say, I just can't do it. Okay. I certainly understand that. I know for us, we're, uh, uh, one of the things we've done to help, especially some of our younger families, you know, obviously someone who's retired and, and they have already built their nest egg, they're in a little bit better shape here. Um, but some of my younger families, you know, they say, Nick, I need to get this taken care of. I have two little kids. I just lost my job. Okay. I can't make the payments right now. So one of the things we've done is we've worked out a payment plan to where instead of, you know, they can break it up and do a couple extra payments and and spread it out over another 30 days or so, something like that. So we, we do what we can to help out. But the question is, is this one of those things that's worth doing right? And not everything is, okay? I get my diapers and my baby wipes from Costco, okay? I don't need Egyptian cotton, <laughs> organic, you know, 6,000 thread count baby wipes, Okay, it's good enough for what it's for, obviously. Things like that. So if you're looking for something Costco-esque, if you will, then that's one thing. But is your estate plan is making sure your spouse doesn't have a nightmare to deal with, making sure your children are taken care of, and what you've worked hard for, is that something you want to uh, skim on? I don't know. I obviously don't think so. There's some people who think that's okay and, and that's good enough. I understand that. I obviously disagree with them, but you're exactly right. I think the downside of doing it wrong is too great to risk it. I think it's too much of a risk and it's selfish because you won't be around to deal with it. Okay, Your, your family has to deal with it. If you buy a junk car, or you don't change the oil and maintain it. You're the person who has to go buy a new one or go to the repair shop. But if you do not prepare your estate plan properly, you'll be gone. It'll be your spouse and your children and grandchildren and the people that you care about. They'll be the ones uh, you know, left holding the bag at the end of all of this. Hopefully everybody that listens to this show has a pretty clear uh, difference between what you can do online by yourself versus what you get from an estate planning attorney. But I will close it out with this one thought. For those people that can't, let's say that they're still trying to figure out how to take that next step and you know, whether what say finances are really bad. Is a DIY estate plan still better than no estate plan? Oh boy. Is it is that is that a whole another episode? I don't want to I don't want to open up a long long winded. I just kind of a thought. It's like if if somebody's like, well, do I wait and not put something together right now, and try to just save a little money for an estate planning attorney, or just go ahead and and do this with the hopes of down the road I can maybe change things with an attorney itself. I'm going to 
I'm going to pass the buck a bit on that question. Here's yeah. the way I, I look at it. And look, everyone's situation's different, obviously. But I think the way you need to look at it is, let's say the brakes are going out in your car and you don't know anything about working on cars. And you ask me, Nick, should I just not worry about the brakes right now at all and just keep driving and save up the money for later? Or should I try to do the brakes myself? And it's better than nothing. I've never done it before. I think you could run into problems either way. Now, whatever you decide to do, I think it's a good idea at least sit down and talk to someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Evaluate your options. That's free. Okay. Most attorneys, not all, most attorneys will offer you a consultation or at least send you some information at no charge. So I think the best thing to do is get educated whatever your situation is. And obviously everyone's situation's different and the things and the rules and the unemployment and who's doing what, they're changing by the hour right now mm -hmm. with all of the COVID concerns. I think you should get educated. I think you should look for some information, some resources, and I think you should talk to an expert. I think that's what would be the first step. And I will say, Good news about all of this, because people may be sitting here saying, this sounds great. I'm in agreement. I want to make sure this is done right, but I'm afraid to leave my house and come into someone's office. What the heck do I do now? Now, luckily, one of the things with modern technology is the ability to do things over the phone or do things through a video chat service, Skype, Zoom, I think are the two big ones there. So one of the things I ask people to do, I tell them, reach out to me. I would be more than happy to talk to you, educate you, go over your options and understand your situation. We can do that in person. And we've been wearing gloves and you know sitting pretty far back from each other. So we've been social distancing uh, as much as we possibly can. Or pick up the phone and call me. Okay, I've done a number of conversations and consultations with people over the phone or through one of those video chat features, and you can do that from the comfort and the safety of your own home, okay, without any sort of extra risk. So the bad news is I don't think this is something you go at alone, and it's also something I think I don't think it's a good idea to wait. But with modern technology, even with the craziness going on right now, it is very easy to get some expert advice from the safety and the comfort of your own home. And I know we are, our firm here at Rosenbauer Law, we're set up to do that just about as well as we possibly can. Well, the Rosenbauer Law Office can be found online at a CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can call the office 513-463-6789. And uh, when you're on the website too, you're going to find all the podcasts that we've done prior. But you'll also find another blog that's up kind of the same uh, on the same topic, five reasons to avoid those DIY estate planning kits and plus a lot of other information up there for people that are looking at this because it's a big topic right now and, and something that people are really thinking hard and long about and really trying to take action on this when maybe uh, they had put it off for a long time before. But that's one uh, one of the side effects of this pandemic is people are a lot more aware of their estate plan and not having one. So if you are thinking about it, as Nick said, the best thing you can do is get that free advice first and find out kind of where you stand, what your options are before you do anything. Uh, and that's the best way to handle it. So I appreciate it, Nick. This was a, a good conversation. I definitely learned a lot about DIY planning and, and kind of the, 
the hassles you might run into because you know you see these commercials online or on TV and you know everything seems pretty easy and they make it sound oh like boy. it's a it's a five minute process and you're good to go, but uh, there are a lot of pitfalls. Yeah, absolutely. So buyer beware uh, is all I have to say, and also you you obviously get what you pay for. So I think educate yourself, and I think people should do that no matter what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. I, next time I buy a car, I'm going to do my best to understand what are good cars and bad cars. Um, you know, heck, when we um, you know when we started putting extra cleaning and sanitizing procedures in our office. We did some research to make sure that we were using the right wipes and, and gloves and masks and things like that. So I think being educated is the first step. And here at, uh, here at our office, be more than happy to sit down and talk to you. And just like uh, Ben, just like you said, we have some good information and some resources and reports on our website as well. You can download those and, and read them yourself if, you, if you're a reader as opposed to uh, someone who wants to talk on the phone. But uh, plenty of things out there for you to understand your options and do what's best for your family. Yeah, go ahead and request that consultation online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. So that'll do it for this episode of Complete Estate Planning. We'll get back to probate on the next one, but we appreciate you joining us for this conversation, and uh, we hope you all stay safe. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.